Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Charles C. Shaw speaking. KTSA is honored this evening by the presence in our studios of two great men, the Honorable H.G. Wells, world-famous British historian, author, and student of world affairs, and Mr. Orson Wells, the genius of stage, screen, and radio. This is the first time that Mr. H.G. Wells and Mr. Orson Wells have appeared together. In fact, they met for the first time only yesterday here in San Antonio. But this is not the first time that their names have been linked. Two years ago, Mr. Orson Wells adapted Mr. H.G. Wells' book, War of the Worlds, for radio purposes. And you know the rest. Revising the story somewhat, Mr. Orson Wells depicted an invasion of the United States by men from Mars. Although he explained it numerous times during the program that it was fictitious, the country at large was frightened almost out of its wits. Men called radio stations, offering to enlist against the Martians. Others were panic-stricken. The realism of the production, frightening though it was, was a tribute to Mr. Orson Welles' genius. And thus the name of Welles, H-G-W-E-L-L-S and Orson W-E-L-L-E-S, became linked. Mr. H.G. Welles, in the opinion of many, is the world's most famous man of letters. He has come to San Antonio to address the United States Brewers Association, and Mr. Orson Welles is here for a town hall forum address Wednesday. In this meeting of great minds, I feel rather inconspicuous. And the less I have to say, the better you listeners will like it. But first, could I interest you gentlemen in a discussion of Mr. Orson Welles' broadcast of Mr. H.G. Wells' book, The War of the Worlds? Are you turning the meeting over to us, sir? I am for the moment. <laughs> He's turning it over to us. Well, I've had uh, uh, a series of the most delightful experiences seemed to, since I came to America. But the best thing that has happened so far is meeting my little namesake here, Orson. I find him the most delightful uh, uh, carrier. He carries my name in an extra E that I hope he'll drop sooner or later. <laughs> see no sense in it. And uh, I've uh, known his work before he made this sensational Halloween uh, spree. <laughs> Are you sure there was such a panic in America, or wasn't it your Halloween fun? <laughs> I think that's the nicest thing that, a, mm. that a, a, a man from England could possibly say about the men from Mars. Mm. Uh, uh, Mr. Hitler made a good deal of sport of it, you know, sp- actually spoke of it in the great Munich speech. You know? mm. And there were floats in Nazi parades. Not much else to say. That's right. Not <laughs> much else to say. And it's supposed to show the corrupt condition and decadent uh, uh, state of affairs in democracies that the War of the World went over as well as it did. I, I think it's very nice of Mr. Wells to say that uh, not only I didn't mean it, but the American people didn't mean it. I, that was our impression in England. We had articles about it, and people said. Have you never heard of Halloween in America when everybody pretends to see ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, there was some excitement caused. I uh, really can't uh, belittle the amount that was caused, but I think that the people uh, got what, over it very quickly, don't what you? What kind of excitement? Mr. H.G. Wells wants to know if the excitement wasn't the same kind of excitement that we extract from a uh, practical joke in which somebody puts a sheet over his head and says, boo, I don't think anybody believes that that individual is a ghost, but we do scream and yell and, and rush down the hall. Mm-hmm. And that's just about what happened. That's, that's a very excellent description. You, you aren't quite serious in America yet. 
<laughs> I haven't got the wall right under your uh, chins, and the consequences you can still uh, play with ideas of terror and conflict. Do you think that's good or bad? It's a natural thing to do until you're right up against it. So it ceases to be a game. And then it ceases to be a game. Now, uh, here's a thought. Some of Mr. H.G. Wells' writings are termed fantastic, and a few years ago, well might they have been conceived such. The shape of things to come, which told of a long Indonesian war, was such a fantasy. But, Mr. Orson Wells, do you think that it's so fantastic in view of today's events? It certainly is not so fantastic. And the, the one question that Mr. Mr. Wells has uh, spoken of, not only in the shape of things to come, but has uh, hinted at or directly prophesied a... Uh, such a state of affairs following a, uh, a wasting war and a return to a feudalism from which uh, the world would find itself again. And uh, today in Mr. Wells's lecture, he said uh, quite the most interesting thing that uh, uh, I've heard in a long time. He said that he commenced just recently to ask himself if there was any reason why mankind should so... Uh, uh, emulate the phoenix and should so uh, get itself out of uh, its mess. He proposed a couple of, uh, of uh, solutions, but he did admit that there, that there was a possible excuse for a gloomy point of view and that it would be good to be realistic about it and not to uh, dismiss the gloomy point of view anymore. Perhaps uh, uh, the time had come to look ahead since the future... Uh, Mr. Wells's future, which we've always adored and never uh, really understood, is suddenly upon us. Mm -hmm. And we are living right now in that uh, famous H.G. Wells future, which we all knew about. Now, before we get away from this microphone, tell me about this film of yours that you've been producing. Uh, your producer, aren't you? Your right. art director, your everything. Well, Mr. Wells, What's the film called? Called Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, yes. Citizen Not C-A-I-N. No, K-A-N-E. And this Kane. is, of course, the kindest and most gracious possible thing to do. Mr. Wells is uh, making it possible for me to do what in America is spoken of as a plug. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he understands. Do they fine old American. I don't understand these words. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you understand the, uh, uh, the value, however. Mr. Wells wants me to tell you that... Uh, I am, have made a motion picture, and he's kind enough to ask me a leading question concerning it. I am looking forward to it. <laughs> very kind, sir. It's a, it's a new sort of motion picture with a new uh, method of presentation and a few new uh, technical uh, uh, experiments, a few new, new uh, methods of telling a picture, not only from the point of view of writing, but of showing it. If I don't... Um misunderstand you completely, I think there'll be a lot of jolly good new noises in it. <laughs> I hope so. I like jolly good new noises are what the motion pictures could, stand, could uh, well afford these days. I, I hope you're right, and I hope there are some jolly good new noises. I think of nothing more desirable in motion picture. I'm all for some jolly good new noises.